<laughs> Welcome to Burning I am so excited about this guest on Burning in Hell. We have Andrea Allen. She's a stand-up comic and podcaster in NYC. She's the co-host of the popular podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour, that I actually was on. It was an incredible episode, if I say so myself. Um, she also has a album release. No, yeah, you released your debut comedy EP, mm-hmm. Gonzo. That debuted number one on the iTunes charts and charted on Billboard. Hello, Mariah Carey. What's going on? (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you for coming, first of all. Thanks for having me. I feel like I have a lot of female comics on, and you're one of my favorites. Oh, that's so sweet. I've liked you. We argue that I feel like you kind of look like me. What's your descent? What's your... Uh, I'm like, it's like Ukrainian. It's a bunch of like kind of Russian shit. Oh, so and you're then scary. Scottish. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm like very scary. And you like don't tan well. No, no. Look at me. God, I'm like no. transparent. Yeah. So you said that you're naturally blonde, blue eyes, but yes. you love being, having black hair. Why? I went like full goth probably in college. <laughs> um, because like I just, I, I went to art school. I went to Parsons. Mm-hmm. So I like moved to New York and was like, I'm fucking deep now. Mom yeah. and dad. You're I, complex. Yeah. I'm so edgy and I have so many feelings. <laughs> and I also was like a little blonde. I'm Canadian. So I was like a little blonde Canadian prep school girl, moved to New York, immediately started dating a musician, dyed my hair black, got into Marilyn Manson. You knew your aesthetic. Yeah. I went like full on angsty teenager would you wear like black lipstick oh yeah i used to wear like dog collars and shit oh, and like yeah. hang out at punk bars and fucking show my tits at, like to strangers You're so cool i mean i was would you cool. make out with black lipstick on yeah you and look like a clown you just look like a coal miner yeah and then there's lipstick all over your boyfriend's <laughs> dick <laughs> Okay, so you were written up in Forbes. Yeah. Um, which is like very official. And hilarious considering I was just like, yeah, I used to suck dudes off in a bar. <laughs> LOL, Forbes. Also, Would you I'm go in so the bathroom broke. to suck them off at least? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've fucked in so many different public places, but bar <laughs> bathrooms are good. I also had sex in a library once, the NYU library. Shout out. Shout out. Um, I don't think I've ever, I've done it on a rooftop also. But it was at a party and there were like people kind of nearby, but not necessarily. Oh my God. It's like sometimes you hear yourself talking and you're like, what <laughs> the fuck happened That's to you? That's why editing my podcast is so brutal because I have to listen to all the stories I say and I'm like, God damn it. But you got to give the people what they need. You're like, is this a cry for help or like <laughs> or like entertainment? Like it's kind I'm of like, a did, blind. Did that go through any filter? Did, <laughs> did that just come out of your mouth? I feel like the craziest place I've ever had sex was like my ex-boyfriend's mom's bathroom when we stayed at oh, her yeah. house parents which that's is, official but it's not that's not crazy like we we're having sex and i was smelling like lavender and it was very like mom like potpourri and yeah, shit like potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> and then and they the, also i think i like it because the dudes never want to do it when it's yeah. in their parents place and it's like the first time he's like playing hard to get and i'm uh-huh. like no i want to and he's like no and i'm, I'm like, so hot you'll fuck in your mom's yeah house. and then the whole time he's like i don't like this and i'm like this is I like this energy, the yeah. swap of um, this crying mom energy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you lo- love your mom. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but it turns you on, I think, because like you probably just hung out with his parents, and you're like, I am so fucking marriage material. Oh but yeah, now look at me. Oh, yeah, a lady in the streets and a freak in your mom's bathroom. Yes, that's yeah. what they say. Yeah, that's, that's my, actually saying. my new Instagram bio. Yeah. Do you like having sex in public? Uh, I mean. Yeah, or was it just the most convenient situation at the time? I think 
I mean, that's such a question. Do I like having sex in public? Yes. Do I have a sex and love addiction problem? Yes, also. So it's Mm. like, I have done all these really outlandish sex things and I have genuinely enjoyed them because they're like exciting and interesting and, and just like wild. But at the same time, I look back on a lot of them and I'm like, whoa, there was some emotional problems entangled with this. So it's like- When did you realize you had sex and love addiction? I mean, I've always- kind of known I was a really really late bloomer Mm. I didn't lose my virginity till I was in New York actually till I was like 19 okay and um I was also like not that late but not that late but But yeah you weren't like like I, I, I didn't kiss anyone like the in Canadians high school. even have sex like what do they do in Canada <laughs> no we just like touch noses <laughs> you just do Eskimo kisses yeah and we're like I love you um, I'm sorry was that uncomfortable now Canadians are wild we get like hammered and shit in the woods yeah because you're like Europeans but like we're like Scottish people but like polite kind of but also like very repressed. Yes. Yeah. So yes. it comes out in like in the darkness. Kind what do you of. think of American guys compared to Canadian guys? I mean, I've only ever dated Americans because I never had a boyfriend in Canada, but I will say Canadian men, like I'm from Vancouver. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever been there. No. It's filled with like gorgeous, legit well, mountain men. Canadians are so fucking hot. Yes. Yeah. They're like health. They have like good health care. Yeah. Like, like it's like a nice society. Not, yeah. They don't have cancer. They're not like gremlins. <laughs> they're not dirty. Uh, yeah. They didn't like low key vote for Trump. They have fresh air all yeah, the time. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fresh I, air. I, for a long time, Justin Trudeau was my like. Oh, he's incredibly Biggest hot. crush ever. Yeah, I know. And then I know he had the blackface thing happen, which is tough. So then I had to change it on podcasts when people ask me yeah. who my crush is. Yeah, that was a tough call. Now my new one is Jason. Oh, is it? I say Samoa, but I don't think that's his last name. No idea. I don't know. He's like, he's Aquaman. Aquaman. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Um, And also, okay, now I'm just, I'm just horny. Okay. You're like, Why am I going guy? on a rant about all the celebs I want to fuck? I saw this guy at Starbucks and I don't know. Uh, yeah, Canadian men are very hot. I will say definitely. But um, I mean, American men are, are confident. They're like, confidence is like built into your There is a swag society. depending on where you're from. I think there's an East Coast swag. Yeah, for sure. That I'm, a, I like. Yeah. But how do you know? Cause like as a, as a girl, um, I, who has, I, I think I suffer from OCD thoughts sometimes, anxiety, uh-huh. like I get into thought loops. And when I find a guy I like, like I love having crushes, sure. I love to just forget all my issues and just like think about yeah. him all the time. Disassociating my friend. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but does that mean I have a love addiction? I mean, I think it kind of, it, it depends on, on, on a lot of different factors. I think like one of the main things for me is that like, I would become completely like enamored with someone I would dedicate all my time and energy to them I would Mm -hmm. I would put my own like esteem and myself Mm -hmm. aside for their benefit Mm -hmm. and and I would be like the things that I would put up with were so fucked up and then after like months after they had like cheated on me or we'd broken up for some stupid reason I would look at them and be like I don't even feel anything toward like you don't weren't even what that's the whole concept of like do I actually like him yeah well well the thing is like do, do I, I like, like him, him or is he just giving me the attention and sex that sure. I crave but do I really need it from this dude well I think it's complicated because we live in a patriarchal society where like for the longest time up until I would argue very recently um 
our value was very much determined by like, do you have a boyfriend? Yep. Are you with a guy? Do you have a husband? Did you find your Prince Charming? Yeah, you're not a legitimate human being unless you are paired with a man. So it's like a love and sex addiction is a little bit more complicated than just like having crushes, but but it is hard to discern because we live in a society that is we're only validated by being attractive, being desired by men, having partners. Um, I mean, it's the classic holiday situation of the thing that, people ask women the most are like are you seeing someone yeah after you're 20 it's funny because 24 and younger god forbid you have a boyfriend people sure. are like okay you little whore bag yeah, yeah but yeah. then once you're older you're like are you not settled down yeah and it's it's a weird thing it's even like college how everyone's like oh you don't have to pick a major don't worry about it and then mm-hmm. 21 they're like why don't you have a career yeah so and i feel like I, i'm still figuring who i am yeah figuring out who i am then they're like why aren't you married and i'm like but i have my career is still coming together and yeah. i don't know who i am and i have anxiety <laughs> i'm a complete fucking person <laughs> fuck off do you ask my dudes my brain just got fully formed at 26 Yes. Some would argue it's still not fully formed. <laughs> I don't think mine's fully formed. So when do you did you realize you have like a problemo? Um, I think there, I mean, I, I've been pregnant twice. I've mm-hmm. had two abortions, so mm-hmm. I've had a lot of oopsie doopsies. First first abortion story on the pod. I love that. Yeah. I mean the the so I've been like sexually irresponsible. Like I've put my I've, I've never put, heard of that. I'm mad irresponsible, dude. Two abortions, you gotta be like, okay. This one's kind of fucking on you. It's like, okay, let's use a condom maybe once. Well, the thing, yeah, and and I was on birth control for one of them, but then I wasn't like taking it properly mm. and, I, and I took antibiotics and I didn't know. So the mm. first one was definitely like kind of a failure of like the system or, or me not being informed. Mm-hmm. But the the later one, I, I mean, this is pretty a pretty intense story, but I, I was... I was dating this dude who I had just gotten sober from drinking Mm. and he was a sober dude. He was an ex heroin addict Mm -hmm. and he had been sober for about like five years. So he was very uh, like Zen and he understood how to use like sobriety language in, in like AA and stuff. They call it 13 stepping, which is like when uh, someone who's been in the program longer, someone who's been recovered longer is trying to fuck like a newbie. So they, so they like teach this them all the like recovery stuff. Fucking like new comedians. Yes. It's very much the same thing. It's very, <laughs> he like, was a hey, comic. I'll, pun- I'll punch up your, your set Jokes a little bit. I'll teach you how to do this. And like, I was so like, oh my God, I'm just like he a little baby deer. Way. Yeah. And this guy is this this guy is so zen and he understands things. And also Zen people are the most non-zen. Well, yeah. He 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 was preaching recovery, but he was also he was having sex with a lot of different women. I think there was like five of us, <gasps> um, including his girlfriend who lived in LA that we didn't know about. And he got accused of raping another comedian and i didn't know about it and while you were you thought you were with him yes holy crap and our timelines like merged like i met up with this other comedian and i actually interviewed her on my podcast (gasps) years later to talk about it miss comedy hour yeah man and um so it's like i had such and the things i would do for this guy like we would do like crazy weird role play like school girl shit but like he would he would like have me smear lipstick all over my face or like slap me around like pretty intensely like outlier stuff. Did it turn you on? A lot of it did because it was so taboo. But another thing, a part of it was like, oh, I'm just serving you. I just want to keep you around, so I want to like read into everything and do all the things that you want to do to keep you satiated. And mm-hmm. it was like I 
I, it seems like I only We've exist all, for you. I, it's funny because like people can look at you like you've done all these wild things when mm-hmm. like everyone's done what you just said. Yeah. Everyone has had that one relation, relationship when a guy is like, you're so lucky to be with me and you do all these things, even if it's little things, like just be available whenever he's available. Yes. Like that is like emotionally abusive right. to feel like the power dynamic isn't right. Yes. Like every guy you should be with should feel like a best friend. Have you ever had a best friend where the power dynamic is crazy opposite? Yeah. It shouldn't it's an happen like relationship. that. Yeah. That's not what like love is. Well, so he, no, I continue. I just want to vent about that. No, you're totally right. And he used to do like, speaking of power, he used to, like go off the grid for like five days and then come back and like and love that's emotional manipulation of like withholding his yeah. time and affection. And I'm like, am I not good enough? What if, if I'm good enough, is he going to come back? You know what I mean? Like, what am I not doing? It's a cycle. Yeah. He puts you on a cycle of like a ton of attention. Oh. So he's a narcissist. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. A yeah. narcissist. And he, um, he also like, he loved <laughs> golden showers. He liked you, to be peed on. Yes. And like, I was like, if this is what you need, like, I'm going to do this. How did he, how did he say that to you? Like, how did he express that? He was like, drop that. Yeah. Yeah. How did you drop, drop that mic drop on the golden shower soup? And he's like, this reminds me of one of my favorite things. Piss. You know what he would do is he would talk about, he had this ex-girlfriend who he was currently, I didn't know they were dating. Yeah. Ex. uh, (laughs) Ex current. Uh, What is time? Yeah. Yeah, what what is what is labels what is truth um it's all social construct. what is treating someone like a human being <laughs> who knows but he he said that they used to do that and that it turned him on so much and he was pitting us like he was like oh she used to just like oh my god get me off so I much sexually same thing happen yeah where this guy did who was a narcissist would only talk about his exes yeah and he would say what he didn't like and what he did like that they've done whether it's conversation arguments sex yeah and then i was just molding myself based on the information he was giving yeah. me on the perfect girlfriend for him until i looked in the mirror one day and i said who in the hell are you yeah i know it's fucking crazy i mean so he said he turned him on when she did that and obviously you're gonna be like i was well, like I want, i'm as good as her i can fucking pee yeah but <laughs> i've peed a lot in my life <laughs> this is my first rodeo uh-huh. i pee my pants on many occasions from laughing <laughs> okay but you peed in your pants before you might as well pee on a dude's face who cares yeah. where would you pee on him i well so number one it is harder to pee during sex than you would think you have to drink a fuck ton of water because you're so nervous. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm about to... Pee. I can't pee during a drug test. Yeah. I get really nervous like when someone's watching you try to pee. Yeah. It's, it was NCAA stuff that I had to do. This wasn't like... I don't get drug tests all the time. <laughs> Regularly. Nothing, <laughs> they're like, how many drug tests have you had? Um, nothing against drug tests. You just get tested if you need to. Um, but yeah, I would just get so nervous and yeah. you're so in your head about peeing. Performance and then, anxiety. And then what if you fart when you're trying to pee too hard? Well, you got to like... Okay, so you got to drink... Uh, all these things yes. go through the mind. You have to drink like bottles and bottles of water to combat the fear. Like you have to have to pee so badly that you have no option. Mm-hmm. So I would like get on the train to his house and ha- be like double fisting now jeans. <laughs> Just like, this is so like, I'm telling you this and Just you're looking at me. Light. Yeah. And it's like, in my mind, I was like, this is all normal. I'm just like going to see my boyfriend. Or are you like, I'm doing some crazy hot shit that other people don't understand. Yeah, like I'm so fucking Wait, bad. Wait, can I say something? Yeah, yeah. I've been trying to remember the last guy I want to have sex with who's in a celebrity. Uh-huh. I want to have sex with Eric Decker. Okay, continue. I just really get it out to there. get that out. Okay. Put it into the universe. Yeah, I just want to say that he's married, so he won't. But I just, 
that's my celebrity crush plant Eric the Decker. seed baby he's playing the jets um i literally been waiting trying to think of that for like the last 15 minutes <laughs> Now I'm in the conversation. Um, I'm so glad you got it. While you were talking about peeing, I was like, who's that guy I'm trying to, I want to pee on. Dicker. So you're holding the Pedialyte and you get to his place. Yeah. And he used to like. Would he he get mad if you couldn't pee? No, he was encouraging. But (laughs) but yeah, he was, it was a team effort. It was a team effort. But he, he was like. He just, he, there was a lot of like daddy play. Like you want to do this for daddy. Like it was very subservient. It was a very, very like dom sub kind of thing. Did you like being a sub? Um, I liked the attention from it. Not necessarily the degrading, but the fact that like I'm the object, like I'm doing these things for you and I'm getting you off so hard and I'm like, He's I'm so this, focused on you in yeah, that moment. The sub is off, is the one who gets more attention. Well, they say that I was... I was gonna hook up with a guy who's like crazy dominant, but then it would never happen. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to people about it before I did it because I was really scared. Yeah, and they basically were like, "It's all about the sub's pleasure." Yes, it's the greatest. They just want to dominate your pleasure. Yes. it's not them abusing you. But I'm also like. I just want to be complimented during sex. Like the whole time mm-hmm. I'm like, do you like my butt? Do you like my body? Do you like my vagina? Do you like my kissing? And they're like, yeah, we like it. Okay. We're I'm here. Like, Anna. We're definitely all in. <laughs> I literally. I so am inside annoyed. of you. <laughs> I'm like, do you like that? Do you like that? Um, oh, I don't talk like that when I do it, but I, f- I feel like I'm that annoying. I just want affirmation. Yeah. So do why do you, you think that's annoying to um, want affirmation? Because it's like, I, well, I don't, oh my god you got me yeah i I feel the same way because honestly i i think this speaks to the greater problem of like why are we considering ourselves needy when we want to be treated nicely or like we want to feel good everyone likes feeling good Also, like in the beginning i guess it's good to train a guy to be like yeah my love language during sex is like if you're talking like i don't want you to be like you fucking whore yeah totally i don't i personally don't like that i don't Mm -hmm. know why i don't Mm -hmm. and part of me felt insecure like i should like it because i heard some of my friends do and i'm like what's wrong with me that i just want to be called (laughs) hot it's so it's very like in vogue in our sexual culture the like choking and dom and stuff like that and 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 I part I mean I've participated in it there the attention of it is hot um the tabooness of it is hot I mm. mean especially like I I've hooked up with like a lot of different types of fetish like I dated yeah. a furry I you know I peed on a guy I've like been all around um explain what a furry is for us this is fascinating because we haven't talked about this on the show yet so I I'm getting into it sure um a furry well technically the guy that I was with he had an animal transformation fetish which does sound like bestiality and it is not but it's like kind of in the same basically do you know animorphs do you remember animorphs they like people turn into turn into animals okay Okay. so he was turned on by the idea of me turning into a werewolf an animal at midnight (laughs) and just biting his head off i mean i would i wear fur coats a lot yeah so like we met at a bar and i was wearing a fur coat (laughs) and he started petting you and then he was dry humping you so fucking bonered about it and I was like why is he and then one time we were having sex and he was like can you keep the fur coat on and I'm like well sure I mean yeah sure like I don't mind yeah I'm a, a bad bitch. bitch 
I'm hot. hot. I'll do anything for you to like me. I'm so independent <laughs> and totally secure. Um, but that's not the weirdest thing that a guy's probably asked you to do. You were like, yeah, easy. Yeah, I'm like, oh, oh, okay. you're an easy one. <laughs> yeah, a fur coat. Okay, I, don't I have once to- dated. I was dating all these douchey athletes at University of Wisconsin, and oh, then I'm so I, sorry. I know I hit it off with the mascot because mm. he was like, <laughs> he was the manager at like the athlete bar that I was underage and couldn't get into. Manager, so that helped. mascot, manager, mascot, <laughs> and he the mascots were so funny. Like they'd they'd walk around in this funny walk, and everyone loved Bucky Badger. I love when a mascot falls too. By the way, <laughs> it's the best. It's one of the best things. Yeah, like in when business. people fall, you're like, oh, and then when no, when people fall, it's funny too. Yeah, um, anyone falling is funny it's the best i mean animals falling not funny no no not no not funny a person in an animal costume all day every day love it so he basically when we started hooking up kind of and he was like can i fuck you in my bucky outfit (laughs) and i was i'm such a little scared prude and i was like no i don't like that he's like can i just put the bucky head on and i was like no, I don't like that. You have self-respect. <laughs> you have self-respect, Hannah. No, I just like my walls are up real high. I mean, I don't know. I I think I think there. I think your walls can be wherever you're comfortable. Thank you. I, my, I I could call it like I do have self-respect in a way, but I just wish I was like a little more freaky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this podcast, I'm learning a lot of stuff. I learned from my friend because because I'm so outward about sex. I learned mm-hmm. from my friend that the only way she comes is like by humping a guy's knee. Oh, I mean, yeah, the kneecap has a lot of surface And, like, she just was like, I just, you just have to fucking communicate. And she's like, her boyfriend is like, she saw his knee, and she's like, that's a good knee. And then she's like, this is how I come. (laughs) She's at a bar. She's, like, trying to take a picture of his knee on the low key. (laughs) She's like, hey, can you just send me a pic? Just a knee pic. Just a knee pic. I'll explain later. It'll be hot. Um, So, yeah, I never fucked Bucky. But I would joke when you when you go to events, you'd see Bucky and like mm-hmm. sometimes he'd tell me which events he is, but you don't know and they can't talk. So I'd like oh. go to get a photo with them and I'd be like, I wonder if it's him. There were like nine different Bucky's. <laughs> oh, it was a whole thing. Now I wish I did for the story, but um, it's okay. So yeah. anyway, back to this guy. When did it turn into you like really transforming into animals? So, okay. So first I would wear the fur coat and he, I was the first person he told that he had this fetish. So he had a girlfriend before for years and years and years and he never told her. And I, they broke up cause she like their sex life was bullshit. Cause he wasn't like explaining this very critical piece of information cause he was embarrassed. And, and, um, I think it's really lame that we like kink shame. Well, it's very empowering that he like was able to tell yeah, you. I felt like his like goddess. I'm like, I'm here to realize your dreams. Yeah. We're going to wear little furry outfits and walk into the sunset together. You hot DJ freak. <laughs> um, of course he's a DJ. Yeah, no, of course. Oh my God. I have so many goddamn DJs under my belt. It's humiliating, but what um, are DJs like to date? They're nightmares. I mean, I mean, I'm a comedian, so comedians. The fact are, a comedian just said someone else is a DJs are a nightmare to date says a lot. Yeah, I, it, it, I mean, I'm I have dated a lot of musicians. Musicians used to be kind of like my area of expertise. And so then you speak. downgraded to DJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. And my downfall. I'm I like dating rec- a party clown now. <laughs> have you ever like? D- we'll talk about that. Have yeah. you ever DJed? No. I because I was talking to some girl who's like hot and like. Or I mean, she I can, can like she turn radio. on a computer. And you know I was like, I mean? you should DJ. And I was like, literally anyone could do it. I heard, I was like, you just have to make a set list on your iTunes. Yeah. Then I was like, some people apparently get other people to make the set list for them. But then yeah. they just play it, which is absurd. Like I dated my first serious boyfriend was a saxophone jazz musician. Oh, see, that's respectful. It was so hot. Yeah, I love and that. And he made me, it was legit La La Land where he sat me down and he's like, 
we'd go to a party and the DJ's getting paid like three grand and he'd get paid like three hundred dollars for yeah. like a six hour gig at a restaurant <sighs> and he'd be like, This isn't music, this isn't art, like and then I learned to just fucking My love pussy jazz. is like sopping right he now. He was he was so and then he's like not making money, so it's even hotter because oh, like yeah. he so just loves the art so much. He just wants to make art and he's so broke and that's okay and I'll support him. <laughs> I'll support him. I believe we'll in figure you, baby. it out. I believe in you. So how did you start wearing animal outfits? So then once once like the fur door had been opened, it was like, well, what are you into? Like I can wear the coat, but like, do you want to try like cosplay and shit like that? And he was like, yeah, I would love that. And so I got like a butt plug with a fur tail. So basically it was, well, it was rough to put in the first time. Like, I don't know if you've seen a butt plug before. Yeah. They basically look like little diamonds yeah. that go right up your asshole. And it had. And you lube it up. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Lots of lube. Um, and I actually, so I bought one at like a fed, a fetish. There's a sex shop um, in the garment district that's like behind closed doors because uh-huh. uh, I used to work in fashion. So all these like <gasps> fur industries used to low key also make sex toys with fur on them because all these freaks love them, uh-huh. but they like don't really advertise. It's like a huge community. The yes. Furry oh, community. big time. So you like go through all these different doors and they then must there's go some nuts guy. on Halloween when girls would just walk oh. around in cat, with cat outfits. Yeah. I mean, they're like triggered. It's like, yeah, oh, 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 everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so I like went to these furry sex shops. I got, I got a butt plug I with a like tail. That's not the first thing I would have bought. I would have been like, maybe cat ears. Like the first thing you get is a butt plug with a tail. Cause I'm fucking intense, Hannah. <laughs> I'm not fucking around. Okay. We're going full metal jacket. I'm going full fur butt plug. And the, <gasps> the, the, the butt plug, the, the tail that they had was like kind of small mm-hmm. and like not really full enough. Mm-hmm. And my mom, he's like, I want a squirrel. So I don't want no little cat. I want a squirrel butt. I want like a full bushy tail bitch. And <laughs> bushy tailed bitch. I, I, my mom sent me this vest that had like a fur collar that was detachable, and it was like so full. And I detached the fur. So collar. you ended up making your own fur. Yes, butt plug. from a vest that my mom sent Holy me. She'll never fuck know. You're creative. I know. I was like, this is so. I am using all my skill sets. Sex addiction. Weird relationship with my mom. Yeah. Fashion. Like my thing is, you're a comedian. You have a great sense of humor. I can't imagine seriously turning a guy on like that. Like I feel like I'd bring it out and I'd just start laughing. Then I'd try yes. to put it in my butt and I'd start laughing. Then I'd probably shit on myself and start laughing oh. and crying because the relationship would be over after that. Yeah. I mean, I've shit on a guy in an anal incident, but you, hasn't? C- you can come back from that. You can easily you can come, come back. back. I mean, yes, they, it was harder. Like you I come never back like, from anything in life. Yeah. 100%. Especially if you come back from a little anal poop. Um, yeah. Feces. So how, how did, did you play it hot? I, I mean, I, yes. Like, can I, you turn it off and be like, I am your, I'm your furry, furry little slut. Your furry little slut. Yes. <gasps> because, because it, it, it was also very dom sub, like it was kind of pet play. Yeah. Um, so like I would wear a leash sometimes and like he, I would be blowing him and he'd like yank the leash and like, I would like gag on his dick. And it was like, there was something about it that was like very, very hot, but I'm like, I'm not barking. I'm not fucking. That's where I draw the I'm, line. I will not bark. I will for you. stick a butt plug, but I will not bark. I have self esteem. I okay? will meow, but I will not bark. I will pee on you. <laughs> I will let you ignore me for months on end. I will spend hundreds of my own dollars on sex toys. I will use my mom's fur vest 
to make a fake tail. I'll destroy my mom's vest. I will destroy my mom's very nicely made vest. But I will not bark because I'm not a fucking asshole. Because I'm a comedian. It is hard. It, it role plays like t- dorky, you know. So you have to kind of like let. You have to kind of let go. And, I, and also, like all we like to do is banter. So I could see like me just playing like a babysitter and sure. just being like making up funny shit during like, it. <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> yeah it, i mean he i want to role play but i um attract very vanilla men because yeah. i think i'm a lot so i love a vanilla sure, man i get that but i'd like to want it but i would never start it how do you know when something's a fetish um well i mean it's it's is it like it's because it's the only thing that you want to watch when jerking off that's a big part of it and it's it's i think it's part of their like love map i don't know if you've heard that term no, before but I like haven't. a lot of the times fetishes are informed by like a sexual experience or something in a childhood and i'm not saying that like fetishes are like you got molested that's not what i'm saying mm-hmm. but i think it's but like maybe a cat was walking by and the wind just hit his dick in that's a certain honestly way. he had he had a fight with a family member and he hid in a closet amongst fur coats and he was like i remember feeling the fur and being like, this is a weird, why do I like this? Like there was something, there was like a click and mm-hmm. then it like couldn't ha- it's be It's like changed. a combination of some kind of, it could be a trauma or just a high or like some kind of experience yeah. that is memorable. A very informative experience. And then it's tied to their sexuality. Like he couldn't really have sex without it, <gasps> you know? I think it makes me sad that like there's probably so much shame with it. Yeah. And then with his ex, he couldn't. I want to fast forward, fast backward. I don't know when this happened, but the guy who with the peeing. Yes. What What was the rape story that came out? Oh, okay. So well, like I want the gossip. Well, so and and also the peeing. By the way, I found out later he doesn't. He liked it. I mean, it was like it was. It's crazy. There's an amount of like letting go of control when you pee on someone. Like it's like. It's all on the table. I am peeing on you. There is no... Would he put like a towel down? Yeah, but like it was pretty Would it be in his mouth? Oh yeah, I peed in his mouth. I would pee like on his chest and then I would be like having sex with him. Like it was, it was so crazy. But you ask, pee is mostly water. Yeah. And when you, if when you're in it, it's I, f- I imagine this like fear factor where you're like, yes. you know what? If I had to drink pee, I probably could. Oh yeah, for a million dollars or to make a narcissist like me. Yeah, <laughs> which is same difference. Oh my god, an ever continuing quest. I mean, uh, my father is a narcissist, so if you want to get back to like sex and love addiction and where all this comes from, it is chasing after a man who never can give me like the type of love that I, I really need as a human being who can't nourish me. I mean, it's, it's sad, but it's also like, uh, I've been through so much therapy and I understand how all this works right now. It is sad, but it's also so freeing to be like, Oh, this makes sense. Like this relationship was set up like this. Like the media talks about like rape and sexual assault, but no, people don't talk about emotional abuse enough. And like, I've had, I've been sexually assaulted, but dating a narcissist affected me so much worse and it's I don't horrible. mean to rank it I'm not ranking no I'm I just get saying it. there has to be awareness around the effects of dating a narcissist well it's it's like sometimes I'd be like I wish you would hit me so I could show people evidence of like the pain that you're causing me mm. so that I could I know exactly how you feel because sometimes it's like 
it's such a subtle consistent thing that they're doing to you that you can't explain and at first if you're not educated about it you think that you're just not good enough yeah and you're like am I crazy why is it like why do I feel unfulfilled and empty when I'm around him and less of a person yes and then you just keep wanting to be better and then you probably end it by like getting out somehow and he makes you feel like he's the victim well they get they they use you up and then they're done with you like with the narcissist and and he he was sleeping with all these other women, and then I I got pregnant, and because um, we were pulling out, um, and he was like, I'm not sleeping with anyone else, and I'm like, okay, I guess we can like pull out, Ugh, lol, and but he was sleeping with other women, so it was like you're putting me in all like you're exposing me to and STDs potentially. That's like potentially. a form of assault, yeah, by totally. like lying about that because it puts you in danger, of course. And so and so he he just started to get, I, I got pregnant. He was very, very attentive during that time. In retrospect, I'm like, yeah. Cause he was like, this chick's got to get an abortion. Out. I have six other girlfriends. Um, and so I got the, abor- I can barely text two dudes. I at know. The same time. I'm like, how are you running this? I'm like, like how I can scheme. <laughs> like I mastermind. It takes a lot for me to get one guy to think I'm cool. Yes. Imagine six guys. I know. But it's because, whatever. Anyway, it's so. It's because they rule the fucking world. And we've been like, oh my God, they're so wonderful and deep. Well, they're not ever, that deep. No. Did oh you ever God. think. Yeah, they actually don't put any effort in. They yeah. probably don't. They're just like, hey. I can't believe we've like, been tricked for so fucking long. Oh my God. So yeah. you, did you want to get an abortion? Uh, yeah, because I didn't want to have his baby. I'm like, oh, great. Two comedians. You're fucking broke. You're an ex-addict. I, I never I was like, it's not fair to the potential child. I'm not interested in having Do you ever children. get worried about talking about him on podcasts? No, um, because I, f- I have enough recovery in me now, and I, I know all the facts about this. I actually, before I recorded my podcast with the woman that he raped, mm-hmm. I talked to a lawyer and was like, can he sue me? Like, what are the risks here? And he was like, yeah, he can technically but no lawyer is ever going to take it because it's there's such clear like and I never named his name mm-hmm. you could definitely figure out by context clues mm-hmm. um but like he was so dangerous and he was able to function in the in the comedy community because everyone protected him people were like it's complicated like he would he would have sex with women when they were sleeping and the and guys would be like oh well maybe you were like maybe you were just waking up and he thought you were awake. Like all these excuses were given for him and everyone was kind of protecting him. And this is sort of like before me too. And, and so it was just like a different world then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, 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 I was like, I don't want to have a kid. I'm, I'm not financially ready. I'm not emotionally ready. Mm-hmm. Th- this would be completely unfair to, and also I don't even know where I am with this dude. Like it's very uncertain with Did him. Did it make you like reassess the relationship once you got pregnant? Yes. And he was so, he started ghosting me after the abortion. <laughs> I know, what a sentence, right? Ugh, monsters. But, but I was like, oh no, I can't be, like, I can't continue this. You're ghosting me after an abortion. Like, there's nothing more. Would you guys ever go to dinner? Yeah, but, but a lot of our relationship was just having sex. I would just go to his apartment. We would have sex. We would, like, talk for hours. He would, like, smoke cigarettes. But that's, like, most relationships. Totally. You go, you fuck, you talk for hours about. But also, narcissists want to pour their emotional baggage on you. Yes. Because then you feel special. Mm-hmm. So how did you hear about this rape? 
So I this story's fascinating me, by the way. Oh, thank you. I mean, I'm I'm glad that it's now interesting. It was very painful at the time, but yeah. but like it's not that uncommon of a story, unfortunately. Like a story like this is not that uncommon for women. Yeah, there's probably a lot of people that are connecting to a lot of things you're saying. Yeah, it's it's it sucks because you feel ashamed because you're like, oh, I got conned by this guy. I'm so embarrassed. I, I can't believe I like let it get this far. But it's like you're the victim in the situation. You didn't like, you just tried to be a good person and that's it. Um, uh, yeah, I had a friend just like you who was with a guy who turns out to have been dating like five people and was stealing money from her. And she was madly in love with him. Yeah. For a year. And you're like, I can't even believe it. And she's like a smart, beautiful, amazing woman. Oh, it's all like gorgeous fucking models. And you're like, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what you look like. Cause I, I talk to women from all walks of life. Or how smart you are. Or how many life experiences you have. Yeah. So how did you find out about it? So he ghosted me after the abortion and I avoided him for months. I was like very, very, weird and upset and then I heard Were you playing the same clubs yeah and I would see him and he would stare at me from across the room one time he like came up to me and was like you look really beautiful he had this like thousand mile stare and he kind of looked like a shark um and he like went for a walk and he like tried to ki- he, like slam me against a wall and tried to kiss me and like part of me was like oh my god I was kind of back in in the sense yeah. of like this is so hot but another part of me is like this is unstable like the further I got away from him the further I was like this has to end um but then the woman who accused him um, posted about it on Facebook. And I was like, oh. Shit goes down shit. on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, also in the comedy community, there used to be like women's comedy groups. Mm. And like names were being fucking thrown <gasps> around. They st- do they still have those groups? Or A no? lot of them got disbanded because people were like, it's slander. But it's like, no. A lot of these, there are was, actual predators. It was a safe space yeah. for people to talk about it. There's actual predators that, like, that I'm, I've learned about people. And I'm like, God, glad I avoided that fucking guy. Um, but, Yeesh. but so she posted Did about she him tag on Facebook. Him? Yeah, and, um, and then a lot of people in the community kind of were like, he didn't know, and he's worried about his career, and she was basically like bullied into like being quiet about it um and then when you say a lot of people is it men or women men and women influential there's a lot of influential females in the comedy community that are fucked up towards other women and it sucks like you would think that immediately they'd be like come on in there's so few of us and it's less so this way now women Mm -hmm. are a lot more like working on each other's team which i love Mm -hmm. um but there were a lot of gatekeepers and he was quote unquote higher up in the food chain than her who were like, you can't talk about him. You know, he's, you're hurting his career. You're hurting his career. You're hurting his reputation. He's worried about what his family will think. I'm like, then don't be a rapist. (laughs) Then you're good, bro. Preposterous. Dropped when you read that. Yeah. And, but, but also did you believe it? Not fully. I did not fully believe it because it didn't happen. What'd she say happened? So she said that he start, and after we spoke, we've spoken for hours and hours and hours about this. But he was he was having sex with her in her sleep, and they also had many conversations about wearing condoms. That's also so hard for her to have to tell the public, that right? Happened. Yeah, it's horrible. It's so intimate. Yeah, would he try to have sex with you when you were sleeping? No. The only thing that ever like got close is that like after the abortion he tried to have sex with me like that night and I was like dude and then 
and then he was like, yeah, I'm sorry. But it was like, we were both sleeping and he kind of woke up and he was like, I'm sorry. I didn't even know what I was thinking. I was just sleeping and like, you know, and I was like, okay, like that's fucking crazy. I'm going to chalk that up to fucking crazy. But the fact that that even happened, I'm like, and then he also had sex with other women when they were sleeping after the fact. So there was her, she came out, there were other women. There's always other women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially when there's, especially when there's a story that's specific, there was always like 10 more stories And the stories thing with specific. condoms is, I'm going to be honest, I wouldn't use condoms that much because I've always been with a guy. Mm-hmm. Like I went from like long-term relation to long-term relationship. Yeah. And my mom recently, it was so funny, she sat on my bed mm-hmm. and she goes, hey, I just want to check in on you. You're using condoms, right? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm 28, mom. mom. I feel like you should have talked about this. She's the coolest. But I was, she was like, you realize, like I was talking, I was like, it sucks. And she's like, I know condoms suck. But she, she's this like is such a fun mom. Conversation. She's the best. Condoms but she also slow, was like, man. Hannah, think about it logically. Like, she's like, I know people are having sex before they're exclusive, but like, make him earn no condom. Oh, I agree. 100%. So it's like the condom actually helps you like still keep like that respect for yourself. Yes. And that like, oh, you want a raw dog? Yeah. Um. Well, when I get to know you and earn I trust that you, raw and maybe dog, baby. exactly earn that raw dog. So that like <laughs> actually made me be like, oh, I like condoms now because they're like. Yeah, we'll have sex, but I'm still not giving you all of me. Yeah, it's literally a barrier to entry on yes. like multiple layers. Yes. Yeah, and he was he was he was older, and he'd always be like, "Oh, I can't keep it up with con-. like you can. You're fine." Oh my god. Um, yeah, and also you're gonna die from blue balls. Yeah, we've oh, all heard so that before. Upset for you. Um, the fragile masculinity. So fucking fragile. So he. After she outed him, she went through a lot because people she wasn't fully supported. And also, it, the comedy community is about like there's a politics about it where you're booking friends. Like the yes. way you first get on shows yep. is people liking you and booking you. So if a couple people get pissed off at you, next thing you know, your income slows down. There's people who still defend this guy, and there's been so many women who have come out about him. But I mean, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but he kind of like slithered away, so to speak. So there was enough like going on that he just moved away he quit comedy he moved away and to me I'm like that's a guilty person that's 100% a guilty person and like it's not that I didn't believe her at the time it was just such a horrible thing to hear about a person that I had been with and someone who I had very complicated feelings about and, and still was like kind of ensnared in his weird when you date a narcissist you are gonna have complicated feelings yes and you you might go through the cycle a few times with them before you get out. So I, luckily he moved and he was like blowing up his life and he left. So that allowed me to like be, he was gone. So I had no way to get access to him. He was definitely in my mind for a long time. Mm -hmm. He definitely took up some pretty prime real estate. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, he, after he disappeared and me too had happened and I had had some distance from the relationship. I saw this woman at a comedy club and I was like, hey, you know, you and I have like a real fucked up ex in common. And she was like, oh, I'm so glad you t- said that. And then we sat down and we talked for hours and hours and hours about the whole thing. And I was like, I got pregnant. And she was like, I did this. And then we were like, at what time? Like, we're like, like connecting all the dots. It was like a beautiful mind. We're like figuring out all the different people he'd been with. And um, I was just like, I felt so happy to like be validated by her, not because 
that we have a rape in common, but we have an emotional abuser in common. And it's so validating to hear all their tricks. Like he would do this and then say this, he would send a picture from a weird location that like didn't make any sense. And you'd think about it for 10 hours. He would bring up the ex-girlfriend. He would like, he would like send an Uber for you in the middle of the night. And then he would like ignore you for a week. You know what I mean? It was all these like little things that felt so like individual and special. Yeah. And to hear it like, exactly verbatim you're like oh this is an abuser it's not about me it's so funny one of my exes would he would always like send me out in an uber yeah and at one point i was like do you realize me getting to work in an uber into manhattan like that doesn't make sense yeah and i'm like if you actually cared about me like i just want to take the subway but he wanted that like kind of control of being like and it was so nice like he wasn't Mm -hmm. like he was sending me to work yeah but i was like I don't need you to do that. And he almost like didn't like that I said that, but I'm like, the subway saves me time. It's cheaper. And I don't want to feel indebted to you. Yeah. But he liked to show that he was powerful and could do mm-hmm. that. Um, holy crap. And but if and if you just look at that situation, it wouldn't be like, wow, what an emotional right. abuser. Well, you can't. That's the whole thing. It's like it's just like a million little cuts and it's a whole summation of everything. But until you have someone who's dealt exactly with that type of situation, it's hard to understand. It's also narcissists are charismatic people. Yeah. So and they're great at like seeing what someone wants and giving it to them. So when someone meets a narcissist for the first time, they're like, I love that person. And it's, I, I literally was like, this is my person. Yeah. I met them. Oh my God. Incredible. Like exciting, exhilarating, mm-hmm. just larger than life special. There's like a specialness that you feel in your bond with them. I feel like a lot of celebrities are narcissists. Of course. Well, it, it, it serves you in this world. Yes. This world is not built for the humble person, the humble, the shy, no, it's built for the person who's like, I'm fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, they're like false sense of ridiculous confidence. Yeah, but the thing is, at the core of narcissism, especially in like narcissistic personality disorder specifically, is a h- horrible self-loathing. That's mm-hmm. why they have to project and this image deep of insecurity. success. Yeah, so I don't envy And when them. you don't love yourself, you don't know how to give actual love to not people. Not at all. And you also are not willing to like let someone teach you anything about no. love. Your people are sources to you. And once they become useless, you discard them. Wow. Yeah. So I want to go back to the sex and love addiction. How Mm -hmm. did that relationship affect that? Well, that was, it it was sort of like, so I got sober right before that Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, And like my therapist says that I sort of use addictions like Mm whack-a-mole. So like one, one, I'm heavily into one. Mm -hmm. I, I hit a precipice with it. Then I whack it down a new one comes up Mm -hmm. um so sex and love addiction is one of my main ones Mm -hmm. one of the main players (laughs) in the group um one of the main moles yeah so he was a risky person for me like when I'm involved with someone who excites me like this who I'm doing risk risk taking behavior I'm not like respecting my own boundaries and stuff like that I'm very excited by it it's it's like doing drugs mm-hmm. it's like dangerous it's fucking but it's exciting. hard because then people say love feels like a drug it does I basically had a google wormhole where I googled love and sex addiction and I was like yeah I have it yeah it's very hard to separate like I said in, in our current society women are told that love is what is part of what makes us valid so how do you separate the two I think if you if you are putting yourself and others and you're fucking up your relationships, if you're, mm. if you're damaging your life in the name of this thing, mm. then that's always 
Do like, you think even just like girls who like just stop hanging out with all their friends when I they think date part someone of it. could be like I'm t- these are like simpler things, but it's you're right when you talk about is the guy like a drug to you? It's hard to tell. Where you it, start lying to people about? It. Yeah, you're like he's great, he's and you're great. like he's a heroin addict. I pee on him. Like it's but you don't tell that. When you're lying to people in your life about your relationship. But it's because you want to keep that high that you're getting Yes. Yeah. I want, and it's special and they wouldn't understand it because it's just special between us and they don't get it. Does it affect your career? Um, It has. In the beginning, I used to, I used to sleep with a lot of, and I'm not like hating on being a slut. I fucking Mm -hmm. love it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I used to. I used to like be very drunk and I would sleep with a lot of comedians because I wanted the validation. And then I became this like, that's the drunk open micer who just like fucks everybody and they don't take you seriously. Mm. Um, or even like when you should be writing or working, would yeah. you be like thinking of them or like hanging out with Constantly. them or canceling your own podcast to work Going with them? and buying tales with the money that you make. Yeah. Yeah. Because my- when you say like prime real estate in your head, that's why right now, like my dad always goes, don't let a guy distract you. And that's why he thinks I'm a man eater. Yeah. But it's like, it's true. If you are distracting me in a negative way where like I was waiting for you or something when I could have been like doing my own shit. It took me a while to realize like, Oh, they're not the top priority. No, no. And, and, and I think it takes a while. I think it does takes a while to realize that. I think it takes a while to build up your own esteem. Mm -hmm. So it's not so black and white, but I will say like one of the hallmark characteristics of a sex and love addict is that you will get involved in one of these like dangerous, all consuming relationships. You Mm -hmm. will fuck up your life. Then you will get, very scared and you will move to the other side of the spectrum so like I will I would be like fucking up my life with someone like this and then I would become what they call like sexually anorexic so I would date someone who is my bitch who poses no risk to me at all and I like am barely even attracted to them but I just have been damaged so much by the other guy that I need to be in like a safe space but the thing is with both of these situations, you're not connecting or you're not intimate with either of these people. Wow. Like on one end of the spectrum, I I am in servitude of you and this is like a, a drug high, but I don't know you really. Like we get into this. And you're scared at any moment if you say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, you're going to go away. You. I'm not intimate. You don't know me. I'm not being myself around you. On the other end of the spectrum, it's just this kind of like, He's fine. He's obsessed with me. He's, He's safe. My it's so easy. Yeah. And so neither of those is, none of my friendships are like that. My friendships are like very much mutual respect Dude, and understanding one same. another. Yeah. But, but then why do, why are relationships, why are sexual relationships different? You know, I've, I always said I have trouble. Like I'm either with guys that I like, I, they would do anything for me and mm-hmm. like you think that's what you want but I, I'm like not that sexually attracted to them because well, you're like I can't respect you we're my bitch or like or yeah they'll literally like I'll make them my slave and I joke about that yeah. but like I have and like I like it for like three months and then mm-hmm. I get bored yeah but or I'm dating a guy who is like thinks he's so out of my league for whatever reason yeah. and I'm so lucky to be in his presence mm-hmm. and I haven't found that in between of equalness and then it's like is it because what why is it I mean, I think it's a fear of intimacy as much as like that is corny sounding. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has to do with that. But I'll, I'll also like, I'm very open with my shit. Mm-hmm. Like I'll tell them. See, but now there's a difference between like divulging a lot of information yeah, yeah. and 
actually telling the truth. You know what I mean? Like I can tell the story of my life and be like this real, like, oh, I'm so exciting. And like, I do all these things and these are all these stories about me, but like, what's the truth? Yeah. Like you're so, I'm really insecure about this thing or like even like, and, and like I'm dating someone now who's very wonderful human being, which is a totally new area. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and, and I don't like, I'm not like, oh my God, finally I'm okay. Cause yeah. I'm dating someone like yeah. me dating someone is a result of me like doing years of therapy and like I, it's, it's, it's a, an after effect of like emotional health. Mm-hmm. Um, putting in a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I get to date someone now cause I can handle that. But, um, but he like, I, I don't, I, I used to not like want to ask a guy if I could like borrow a towel. You know what I mean? Like I used to not even want to advocate for the needs like that. And now I'm like, I need X, Y, Z. These are my needs. I, I, I feel very insecure about this. I'm telling you this, like admitting I feel insecure is vomitous. It's also like as a comedian being vulnerable and like admitting what you perceive as your weaknesses is heinous. I hate it. I have the most insane story. I basically went to the beach with my friends the Mm -hmm. first time I was like in in the sun Mm -hmm. for the summer. Yeah. I got the most terrible sunburn. Mm-hmm. You know when it hits, when like everything's oh, good and then you're like, I'm a vampire. Oh, I'm going to die. Yeah, yes. And it was like, I had to put a towel on top of me, mm-hmm. like to just continue hanging out with people. Yeah, yeah. And we walked out and everyone just looked at me at the same time. Like I was an alien yeah. and I was putting like aloe vera on and I just was like, I was fucked. And then I had to go see my my boyfriend at the time. He was like doing, he had this like concert thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I basically was like, I have the like a really bad sunburn. He was like, haha, okay, I'll see you soon. I couldn't even put my jeans on. Ugh. Like it was, it was one of the, it was the most painful thing. Like my mom's like, you're going to get skin cancer. Yeah. I couldn't even put my clothes on. And you have to like peel layers I, of your I, skin back uh, like a reptile. I put yeah. my clothes on and I was in so much pain. Like I couldn't even walk. I get to this place and I'm just kind of, I'm like, look at my sunburn. It's really bad. Like mm-hmm. it hurts. And he's like, oh my God. And then I just stayed at the concert for four hours in the most terrible pain ever. Yeah. He's like, and he's like, let's stay longer. And I'm like, yeah. And then we get home and I was just like, I'm, it's, this is really bad. And he like went to get some like thing for me and, and it was cute. Like he put it on. But like, the point is, is like, I would have You were done, burning alive. I was burning alive. <laughs> and then I like could barely sleep. Like I couldn't even put my body. Oh, it was so, but I like God. sat through four hours. Yes. Like just sucking it up. Cause it's like, I didn't care about how I felt. No, just, just to it, be it like, didn't matter. I'm cool. I can hang. I'm cool. I can hang. But then still, yeah. he wouldn't let me hang in certain, he'd be like, Oh, like a uh, girlfriend shouldn't come to this. And I'd be like, I'm the fucking chillest. Yeah. What do you, what do you want? What do you what have to do? That's the thing. The truth is there's nothing you can do. It's them. It's up to them. Well, it's also like when you say, especially like with fucked up people, when you say yes to them, you negotiate a part of yourself away. Yep. And so at, at the end of like all of these cycles with these men, I just, uh, it wasn't that I was like, I'm fucking over it. I have esteem now. No, I was like, I'm empty. It's I have emptied the tank. I have no fucks left to give you. Mm-hmm. I want to, but I'm just emotionally Would you tell exhausted. these guys off or would you just run? Run. And like, I have, I'm this ballsy bitch out on the streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm a comedian. I'm very assertive. Mm-hmm. I'm an educated person. I, I, I run my own business. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, and and I can completely in that area I can completely advocate for myself and I mm-hmm. feel very confident. 
Um, but I would, I once tried to break up with someone by whispering to them while they were sleeping. I didn't like him. He was not cute. He, he had like this girl living with him that I was like, are you guys fucking? And I couldn't even, couldn't even break up with him. He was falling asleep and I was like, I think we should stop seeing. And he was like, what? And I'm like, oh, never mind. We'll talk another time. I'll, I'll just text you. Talking. I'll just text you. Yeah, I broke up with my ex um, because I, I wasn't eating for three weeks, which is like how you can die. Yeah, like, totally. Can, like it was yeah. at the point where like I was embarrassed because at work I'd order a sandwich and I couldn't eat it. And I'm like known to like crush food. Yeah, And people too. were like, do you not like your sandwich? And I was like so upset I couldn't eat. Yeah. And I... I did when people were like, oh, I look so good with my anxiety. I didn't look good. Like I looked no. sickly because yes. I wasn't giving myself nutrients. The human body requires but, fuel. And I was, and I couldn't, my, I would wake up. My heart was beating so much. You're sick to your, you're sick to your stomach. And yeah. it was like three weeks of this. And my mom basically was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she goes, get on the phone right now, call him and say it's over. I didn't yeah. even see him. I yeah. just was like, I can't do this. Bye. It's like, you just need to be removed from the situation. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I, I, in the future well also if i spoke my my mind i would have been out of it in two months instead of the yeah. whole year however and, and i do think in the future like tell your your point even if it's like this dude hates you forever fucking tell him and then i feel like i it would have helped my healing of course yeah it's also like i've i mean one of the things that's helped me a lot is like i i obviously have I've done AA a little bit I when I quit drinking I just stopped Mm -hmm. and and I then I like went into comedy a lot so that kind of like I had like a new addictive thing that I loved which I'm very happy for that change Mm -hmm. like I I don't think it's a good thing to be addicted to yeah it's a wonderful career I love it very much but um but I I didn't do AA that much and then after these horrible relationships and and also like sort of coinciding really fucked up shit happening with my father I started going to sex and love addicts and then I went to something called ACOA which is called adult children of alcoholics Mm. which is just for people it's a blanket term and it's it's for people who have like dysfunctional families and and which is like everyone's got something going Mm. on in their family and like I, I just going to an anonymous space and being like like saying all these things I was so embarrassed about, like uh, things that I just had on my back for so long to a room of strangers was so freeing. And, and I, you know, I don't like, uh, there's lots of things about the program that I disagree with. I'm not a religious person. Mm -hmm. I'm not into like, or big organized kind of things. I, I, I don't, I don't fuck with that. But the idea that like a lot of people are carrying a lot of shame and having a space where you there's no friend there's no family that you're like worried they're going to be upset for you just a place that you can say it then you can finally be like okay this is fucked up and then once you're able to admit it's fucked up then you can start like building back from there but you have to admit it's fucked up first and if and you can't do that blaming everything on yourself exactly yeah you can be like this is fucked up this person did something that is bad i'm trying my best maybe i'm going to get out of it maybe not right now maybe that's scary but like eventually there that's a possibility and like that's the, that was the hugest thing for me and i'm not saying that everyone has to do 12 step or everything like that but i think it's nice to have an outlet where you can say the things that scare you without being scared how it's going to like affect you exactly what are people like going to think are they going to be worried you know yeah so it's, it's i feel like I- 
you've had so many amazing crazy experiences and you're so vulnerable and open this Thanks, has been man. such a great episode we're gonna finish with a game yeah where people are gonna get to know you a little better called the seven deadly sins seven deadly sins what are you greedy about um money so you like I, I love when women say money. I yeah. love when it's the answer because you're like, yeah, I want to be rich. I want, I want power. I, I want, want con- yeah, I want fuck off money. I want money that's like, I have a problem, make it go away. <laughs> I want to be like a mafioso. I love I that. love money. Please, I, more. She's like, actually, I just want to kill people off. I don't even need money. Ugh. Who are you envious of? Uh, cool musicians. Yeah, like like Jack White, like people who are like weird and fucking rock stars. Do you I, try to think of your comedy like you're a kind of musician? Yeah, I do. I my comedy is very very um, loud and um, performative mm. and um, kind of out of control. And mm-hmm. I I love I, it's like I, a rock star. Yeah, I've, there's there's a comedian named Sam Kinison who has long since passed and um, was a misogynist, but incredible performer <laughs> um i mean that's like most of like yeah, when like, you look through the, comedy history you're like yeah. all of them um but he was this kind of like rock star freak of nature kind of person and so like i always you know i always it's try to funny because there's so much inspiration people get from music as it like pumps you up to do things i always like to think of this podcast even like an album yeah where, like i really choose my guests based on like previous guests and what mood they were yes. last episode and what they want next. No, you book good shit, girl. Oh, girl. I book the best. You crush it. You know, oh, thank you. You really do. And I like, I knew you had some fucked up stories. <laughs> That's why before I was like, don't be afraid to get into it. And she was like, oh, I got it. Don't worry about me. Um, what are you gluttonous about? Food. What kind of food? Um, Car, uh, it's a combo. It's food and coffee. It's such a New York answer. But you're going to say cars. I was like, okay. I get a full fucking <laughs> carload of bagels. Yeah, I'm a very New York like centric with my food. I fucking Good. love carbs. Yeah. I love coffee. Get a cappuccino at 1 a.m., yeah. have a diner meal. Hell yeah. Like, just, f- I love fucking up food with friends. It's yeah. my favorite. And being high and eating, oh brother brother oh brother the best what is like the best canadian food that you recommend to people oh poutine poutine i've actually never had it it should be illegal cheese curds gravy french fries i mean it's like kind of nasty yeah low-key i mean i feel like it's like um halal food yes like at first bite you're like oh this is good and like fourth bite you're like yeah i'm good yeah you're gonna throw up but it's gonna gonna be incredible yeah when was the last time you experienced extreme wrath Oh God, every day I'm like furious on a daily basis. I'm so mad at anyone who even disrespects me a little bit. Yeah. And I remember like, you never forget. Never, never. I'm trying to think, um, there was, okay. So I removed a comedian from the stage recently at a oh show. My God, what happened? Um, so he was the host of the show was a woman and she had this gnarly rape joke and it was very fucking funny, but it's intense. A rape joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, my view on rape jokes is like, tell them if it's an incredible take and there is clear empathy for a victim. Mm-hmm. I much rather hear a rape joke from a woman. Mm-hmm. I very rarely do I hear a rape joke from a man that isn't just like shock jock bullshit. Yes. Um, but 
but but it's also like it's incredibly cathartic to ha- hear a woman tell a rape joke who you know has been assaulted and you're like damn that is a very specific funny thing about this mm-hmm. thing so mm-hmm. she opened with it and every male comedian had like their fun spin i'm like don't no one needs your take no one needs your take yeah, dude. stick to your own script do do your like money but it's like it killed so much that they had to yeah try to jump on it yeah and they're like i want to do my fucking spin on it whatever they were ball bombing this guy was started like doing this horrible rape joke and it was bombing and he said something like well, uh, she shouldn't have brought it up. And like, I didn't rape her. Like he started going after her cause his joke was bombing. And then he started running the light. So he was up there bombing and like constantly referencing this girl's rape for, I don't know, 10, 11 minutes. And then I was just like, no, no, How often no. do you see guys run the light versus girls run the light? Oh, I run the light all the time. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't, but... Uh, no, but uh, that's a power move. It is a power... I mean, if you're crushing, you can run the light. I think that's the rule. You can run the light by two minutes if you're crushing, mm-hmm. but don't get fucking comfortable. I, one of my first gigs, this guy before me ran the light by seven minutes. That's insane. And he was crushing the first 10, and then it just... He tired out the crowd. You're psychotic. And then, like... I had to go on and like bring him back up yeah. again. Like, sorry. Emotional labor. Sorry, this crazy uncle character was yelling at you for <sighs> 17 minutes. It's, that's insane. That's, it's fucking crazy insane. I, the, the fact that you're bombing for more than a minute and you still want to be up there is like, what's wrong with your brain? So many things. But how did you get him off stage? I was like, I started just being like, no, you're done. No, you're done. And he was like, fuck you, bitch. You don't tell me. And I was just like, ho, oh. Okay. Oh. And I was You're like, like, I've been waiting for someone to say that. Oh, I, oh, all day, every day. Call me a bitch so I can fuck you. You're such lose a New Yorker. My mind on you. And so I just and got on. You weren't on, hosting. No. <laughs> I was not. I was like, absolutely. Were you on the show? Yes. Okay. <laughs> but like, uh, you know, it was kind of a shitty show. So I was like, I don't care. Yeah. You know, and, 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 the the host was a friend of mine and yeah. she was like obviously upset and she wasn't defending herself because yep. I could tell she was so fucked up about what was happening. Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't you worry. <laughs> I got up on stage. I He kept trying to like get his notebook and I was like, no, you're done. And then I started like wrestling the notebook out of his hand. You got into a physical altercation. I got into a physical altercation with this man uh-huh. and he's like, no, I'm finishing. I'm going to finish. And then eventually two male comic friends of mine like got up I mean I'm quite tall yeah I'm like and I was wearing heels so I'm like six two when I'm wearing the heels oh yeah so like I could actually legitimately kick his ass yeah but also he's like a drunk crazy man yeah. so my two male friends were like okay Andrea it's time for you to stop brawling <laughs> with another comedian were you on able stage to spin it to make it funny yes and also everyone was on my side everyone yeah. wanted this guy off like yeah. I would so not it, it takes a lot for me to ever have the balls to come up on stage and physically like bounce another comedian. But I was so excited. The minute he was called me a bitch, I was like, oh, I'm so fucking excited. He gave excited. you the go ahead. Give me a reason. That's baby. epic. It was so great. Yeah. I feel like in a past life, you were like one of those. Someone said this to me in a past life. I was a Amazon woman. Yeah. Oh, and fully. I would just fight wars. I wish I could have a sword. Oh my god. All day, every day. Oh. I mean, you can. Yeah. I think you can. I don't know. I don't, don't, don't want to get arrested. You know. Anyway, what was the when was the last time you were a sloth? A sloth. Um. I go well. Okay, I recently discovered Law and Order SVU, <laughs> and like I never watched it until this year, and I have a. I was inside for like 
two days. <laughs> I think I got through like six seasons. It was sick. That's amazing. Was just like ordering. Then were you out. just like hyper aware of possible yes. crimes in New York City at all? Like oh, someone yeah. walks into a bodega and they look a little sad. And uh-huh. You're like, are you okay? I'm holding my keys out, like ready to fucking jab <laughs> eyes. Yeah. When was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? Oh my God, every day. <laughs> um, let's see. My pride usually gets in the way when I get in fights with other comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you're not afraid of getting in fights with other comedians. No, and and, and I, I like this being said, I love my fellow comics. Yeah, like, the comedy I, community is amazing, but you're like family and you yeah. see each other so much and there's so much gossip going on all the time because all we want to do is talk shit. Yes, I think um, there was a, a younger female comic who tried to bully me over a guy and I was just like oh my god hilarious I'm 30 goodbye um and I cut her out of my life and I think I should have just like though she was poorly behaved I should have been like she's fucking 20 like give it a minute and um and we eventually sort of like reconnected but I I ran my fucking mouth on my podcast and she found out about it and I didn't name her name but like it it my pride is often when someone when someone either picks on another person um, to feel better about themselves. Like I hate when someone bullies someone who they view lower than them. I think it's yeah. so disgusting. But but I'm like at a certain point, why am I running around like white knighting all these other people? Yeah. Like why? So I can be the hero. Like there's something kind of like a little bit. Not. It's just the podcast thing is hard because I, when something happens to you, you want to speak your truth and you don't drop names, but then people end up getting upset at you. And it's like, but I just you want did to tell it. my truth. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe you just shouldn't do it. And everyone's like, you shouldn't have said that. Like this happens to me all the Why fucking time. Why don't you time. not be a dick? And, I, and they're like, that wasn't your story to tell. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. I have a huge mouth, but I will never lie. Yeah. I will never lie about things. And it's like, okay, I piss this one person off, but all the people listening to my podcast might've gained something from that story exactly and it's also like if it helped one person get through something i'm happy i agree and also like i conduct myself in a way where i have no secrets yeah i'm the same way and so talk shit about me i don't care sure if you think i'm fucking obnoxious whatever i don't care loud okay cool that's great you should i want to take up space and also every guy that is a douche who like doesn't like me will say I'm loud, but guys who like me are like, we love your personality. Yeah. The same with friends. Like my friends will never call me loud, but yeah. people who don't like me will be like, Hannah's loud. Well, l- loud and aggressive are, and crazy are like the trifecta of terms used to describe women who are assertive. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like, when was the last time someone called a guy loud? Never. And that's where I get upset. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm pissed. Yes. When was the last time you lusted over someone? Cause I already gave all my lust guys cool. out there. I lusted over, uh, there is a guy that I had on my podcast. Uh, he might hear that, whatever. I don't, he has a girlfriend. He has a girlfriend. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> he's got neck tattoos. And he's like this reformed, he used to be in a gang. He's like mad interesting, uh-huh. very funny comedian. Uh-huh. Um, I saw him on a show. Something about neck tattoos is so fucking hot. Oh my God. Oh my God. And the fact that he's like, was a criminal, but is reformed now. Like there's just something, but he's like super soft at the same time. Would you date him or do you just want to fuck him? I want to fuck his brains out. Yeah. And like he, he like slid into, 
he slid into my DMs about like a funny comedy thing. Like, like yeah. I, I posted like a meme or whatever, and he was like, some quippy comment. He didn't I was have like, to do that. But. Oh. Like, yeah, he didn't have to do that. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But but it's been a minute since I was like, I want to like slam you against furniture. Yeah, this guy is. Yeah, oh. break the furniture. Oh my god, Let's, get it on Amazon. It's how much was that chair really? Come who on, who gives a fuck? Let's yeah. destroy an apartment together, you hardened criminal. I yes. love it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then he might just steal all your shit after. So I don't get. I He's don't gonna care. steal the furniture anyway. What are you gonna do? Every, men have taken everything from me. I don't. <laughs> I have nothing left. I have nothing yeah. left. Yeah. Okay. I like to wrap all my podcasts with one final question. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to um, listeners on how to cope with their hell? Um, I think uh, tell someone. I think like tell a friend. Tell don't ever operate out of a place of fear or Mm -hmm. shame Mm -hmm. those are bad places to be in because you're not living your life with your best interest at heart if you're doing things in an effort to hide I think like one of the all of our problems kind of stem from like trying to hide things or or feeling like we're lesser than um and like overcompensating in other areas Uh, like I know be yourself is the corniest shit ever but like it really is the best piece of advice I think I could give um you know when you're when you're lying you're dying man so tell the truth if it's embarrassing at first like you're not going to be embarrassed in the long term you know be honest with yourself or help people open up to make you be honest with yourself exactly um Andrea Allen you are fucking incredible you're You're a rock star I'm so happy you're in hell very on brand yeah um everyone you have to listen to her comedy album Gonzo G-O-N-Z-O yes listen to Hot Mess Comedy Hour listen to the episode I was on first and let us know how you feel if you the best I fucking love them what a mensch what a mensch we're such mensches but also um, if you like anything that was talked about today if you like to pee on people screenshot tag us on Instagram yeah slide into my DMs leave some ratings freaks um, out there because I really do need the I have a ratings addiction yes (laughs) sex love and ratings addiction no I just I know how many ratings they have and I know how many people listen give her a five star and I'm kind of there's some discrepancy there I'm not gonna call you out or like find out where you live but um, if you fucking like this podcast give me some love do you ever read your reviews um yeah 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 i read them and uh, yeah if you if you leave a review screenshot it dm it to me i'd like to thank you um where can people follow you uh you can follow me at andrea comedy 69 (laughs) on instagram good she's good thanks man you're good too i love getting to burns like it feels so good (laughs) i'm like what's up hannah what are you fucking doing just giving out throwing affection around you are um thank you guys so much for listening also um sign up to my patreon if you want some extra dirt because this is just the tip of the iceberg um and i love you guys i'll talk to you later thanks for coming to hell bye bye